What the hell was Mac McCarter thinking last night? We'll discuss his antics at I-75. Plus talk uh, Lucas at Houston, the Word of Outlaws at Port Royal and more. Let's go. It's Wednesday, July 20th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I had planned on kicking today's show off with last night's Lucas Racing at Husitz, but then Mac McCarter decided to put on one of the more disrespectful performances I think I've ever seen in a dirt lay model and maybe uh, any racetrack ever. Uh, so we'll start there instead. The Southern National Series was I-75 Raceway last night for round number four, and it felt like there was just something in the air. There were multiple incidents in the feature with several guys upset. But things started to get wild before halfway. Ashton Winger and Tyler Millwood were involved in a dust-up that resulted in Millwood turned around and a caution. And on the restart, the battle for the top spot was on between Winger and leader Mac McCarter. And Winger threw his first slider attempt uh, after that restart that didn't hold and then took a few laps for Winger to get back to the 51 and then the battle continued coming to 18 laps to go with another Winger slider into three that didn't end up holding. McCarter drove back by and gave Winger a little nudge off the front stretch. Winger stayed in the gas, though, and tried to get alongside the 51 down the back stretch. But again, McCarter gave no space and Winger was again off the racetrack. The 22 got big sideways, but Winger saved it. And a lap later, a third slider came McCarter's direction into turn three. But again, the result was the same with McCarter squeezing Winger off the front stretch again. As he had the previous laps, Winger held tough though, and coming to 15 to go, Winger used that same slider move into three, but this time was able to clear the 51 down the front stretch. McCarter wasn't uh, going to give up uh, in the situation though, and into turn one, the very next lap, he drove in really deep and let his car slide all the way to the top on exit, knowing full well Winger was still there. The 22 again slid off the track, but there was no saving at this time. Winger's car bit and barrel rolled several times before coming to rest on all four wheels. Now, Winger was okay, but obviously very upset at McCarter, and then the fireworks were on. We had the crews on the track, guys trying to fight, officials trying to sort everyone out, and it was several minutes before the scrum on the track finally dispersed. McCarter ended up pulling off the track afterwards. He said that he thought someone told him that he had to go to the tail, which uh, was apparently not the case. Uh, but with him pulling off, that handed the lead to Corey Hedgecock, and Hedgecock went on to the victory. In the aftermath, Ray Cook, who runs the Southern National Series, has suspended two crew members on Winger's car, one of which being Winger's father, Gary, uh, for their actions after the incident and coming on to the racetrack. That's not surprising, guys. Coming onto the track from the pit area is usually going to draw the ire of officials. You don't need a bunch of people involved in an altercation like that, and it was messy uh, to, uh, if you watched it on Flow Racing or have since seen the replays. As for McCarter, he attempted to defend his driving to Kevin Kovac in a story over at Dirt on Dirt, but I don't know how you watch any of what transpired and side with McCarter. I don't know if these two maybe have a history that I don't know about, but the 51 was clearly going to do everything he felt necessary to keep the lead, including running Winger off the track multiple times. McCarter tried to tell Kovac that Winger's last slider damaged his left front, and that's why he did what he did into turn one. But that little bit of contact does not justify the way he drove uh, Winger the previous several laps, and Winger didn't deserve to get junked for the move afterwards. I mean, what did, what did McCarter have? A little scuff on the left front fender? And the series won't penalize McCarter here. They're going to you know, say that they don't make judgment calls, which is what Ray Cook said afterward. But that's the type of racing we don't need at any level. I understand you want to win, but we don't need to be getting people hurt and destroying race cars like that. 
McCarter showed absolutely no respect, no racing etiquette, and he should be embarrassed uh, by his driving over those several laps. It's a shame it came to that because if both drivers end up finishing the race, we'd be having a very different discussion today about two guys battling hard, throwing sliders, and eventually one coming out on top over the other. But instead, one guy pulls off, the other guy's junked, everybody's mad, and now we're talking about this today. Pretty ridiculous situation, uh, if you ask me. Uh, embarrassing racing from McCarter, definitely not what you want to see. The Southern National Series is off today. We'll be back in action on Thursday at Sonoya. Hedgecock is now the points leader over Cameron Marler following the night's win. And now the type of racing we should have been talking about with their lay models uh, happened at Houston Speedway last night with the Lucas Oil Lay Model Dirt Series. It was the debut for Lucas at Houston, and as expected, we get uh, did get to see some really great racing there in South Dakota. The tight confines and high banks of Houston's made for a lot of action. We ended up with three different leaders through the 40 laps. Ricky Thornton Jr. took over from front row starting Tyler Erb on lap 13, but he eventually had a good portion of the right rear quarter and spoiler knocked off the 20RT uh, from so many hits to the outside wall. That made him vulnerable, I think, uh, kind of down the stretch. And points later, Tim McCready took control with 11 laps to go and drove off to his fourth win of 2022. Mike Marler hard charged from 12th to 2nd with Tyler Erb rounding out the podium in 3rd. RTJ actually ended up fading to 7th at the end with all of that damage. Good stuff, though, at Houston's Guys racing all over the track, slide jobs. You know, we had poor RTJ's car, but guys on the top, guys on the bottom. Uh, about what we could have expected uh, yesterday from, uh, from the racing there. Headed to I-80 now for three nights of the Silver Dollar Nationals. McCready has extended his lead over Brandon Shepard to 140 points. And RTJ has lost more ground now as well. I think he's 320 back. I had some commenters asking yesterday about the future of the Silver Dollar Nationals with the impending closure of I-80. And honestly, I don't know anything specific here. Husets would make some sense. Uh, a lot of people brought up Husets as uh, the, the future uh, possible destination for the Silver Dollar Nationals. It's only about three and a half hours north of I-80. And clearly the racing is good there. And track owner Todd Quiring is trying to build Husets uh, up with some big events. We've seen that on the sprint car side. Uh, so the Silver Dollar Nationals would be a good get if that's where it ended up. I don't know anything about the future, though. We'll just kind of have to see what plays out. Last night's win for McCready was his 20th straight top 10 to go along with everything we talked about on yesterday's show. I also wanted to spotlight Mike Marler here. He's not full-time with Lucas, but he's got 11 straight top 10s when he has raced with the series, including 10 straight top 5s. In there as well are two wins at Lernerville. He's led laps in four different races, and he had last night's uh, 12th to second run. He's basically a different driver since the beginning of June and that incident he had at Wheatland where he was injured. He's also got five podiums, including two wins with the Outlaws in his past six appearances on that side as well. Mahler is definitely one to watch in the coming weeks with a lot of big money on the line. The busy week for Lucas continues on Thursday. And in Pennsylvania tonight, the Ward of Outlaws continue their season-long fight with the PA Posse drivers. A stop at Port Royal is on tap before the Summer Nationals take place this weekend at Williams Grove. We've got Logan Schuhart and Sheldon Hottenshield in need of good runs to try and stay within striking distance of points leader Brad Sweep. And David Gravel and Carson Macedo trying to close down the gap. Central PA uh, isn't normally a good area for Sweet, so these guys trailing him in the standings really need to capitalize this week before racing transitions back to the Midwest in the coming weeks. As for the posse guys, all eyes will be on Brett Marks to see if he can continue stacking up cash. He's obviously coming off of those two huge wins at Eldora last week. Anthony Macri and Logan Wagner will also be looking to defend their home turf at Port Royal. And with the NASCAR Cup Series at Pocono this weekend, there is some thought that we might see Kyle Larson this week as well, so stay tuned for that. Larson won twice at Port Royal in 2020, and he's the favorite tonight from the prediction formula if he shows up. I'm going to go with that pick as well. 
Spencer Baston and Kerry Matson were Port Royal winners with the Outlaws in 2021. And I would also not sleep on Donnie Schatz here. The 10-time Outlaw champion has had plenty of success at Port Royal in the past, and that team has been better as of late. They led laps at Cedar Lake and Wilmot, and they finished second in the Kings Royal last week. If you can't uh, get to the track tonight, you can watch live over on Dervision. Elsewhere tonight, the final week of the Summer Nationals kicks off at Thunderbird Raceway in Michigan. Following today, the series will then head to Butler on Thursday, Tri-City Motor Speedway on Friday, and then the season closes out on Saturday at Merritt Speedway. The Modifieds do have two more nights coming up later in the month at Fairbury for the Prairie Dirt Classic. Starting this final week, Bobby Pierce has an absolutely massive lead in the late model standings at 337 over Brian Shirley. Only Pierce, Peyton Freeman, and Joe Godsey have run all 22 races to this point. This will eventually be Pierce's fifth Summer Nationals Championship and his second in a row. We've got just about the same thing with the Modifieds as Nick Hoffman will cruise to yet another title. 12 wins in 15 starts right now, and nobody else is even close. Cal uh, Steffens is second in the standings, but he's over 400 points behind. Still plenty of money to win this week, though, so don't sleep on these races. As usual, you can watch live over on Dervision if you are not going to be at the racetrack. If you want more dirt racing podcast goodness this week, Loud Pedal has Ryan Bernal, Forward Bite has Ozzy Altman, The Dirt from Knoxville has Kelby Watt and Sawyer Phillips from last week, Dirt Tracks and Rib Racks has Steve Justice, All Gas No Breaks has James Giassi and Joey Coulter, and Track Talk has Jamie Wignick. There are also new episodes of The Dirt Reporters, Passing Points, The Dirt Nerds, and Quick Time. To see the full list of podcasts and episodes, head over to dirttracker.com slash podcasts. It's also a very uh, solid day across the streaming services. Again, we've got nine shows on tap. Dervision has the Word of Outlaws from Port Royal and the Summer Nationals. Flow Racing has action from 141 Speedway and Action Track USA plus Flow 24-7. There's also local and regional racing on SpeedSport, and the XR Northern Storm continues from Hibbing on XR+. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Wednesday. If you have thoughts about the topics on today's show, please leave them in the comments below or tweet at me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.